Hello everyone, we're celebrating the Mid-Autumn Festival this year on this Friday and we've pulled in Dr Cho to ask her some questions about what the Mid-Autumn Festival means to her and how she celebrates it. So, first question, what is the purpose of the Mid-Autumn Festival in Korea for you? Okay, so the Korean name for the Mid-Autumn Festival is Chuseok and it's one of the two major national holidays in South Korea along with the Lunar New Year. It's a three-day public holiday so it's a proper opportunity for a rest. Um, sometimes Koreans translate Chuseok actually as Korean Thanksgiving and I think that gives an indication of what that holiday means. So traditionally, back in the more kind of agricultural times, uh, people gave thanks for the harvest bounty. Um, it's also, I think, comparable to Christmas in that it's a family holiday. Um, so people often go home to parents or grandparents' homes and it's a time for feasting on food, giving presents and playing games. Um, a long time ago, so kind of my parents' generation and beyond that, it was a time when children got gifts especially, um, gifts of new clothes or shoes from parents and relatives. And even today, if you go to the supermarkets or department stores in South Korea and the run up to Chuseok, you'll see loads of amazing gift packs of really gorgeously wrapped delicacies and other goodies that you can buy. Um, Chuseok was also a time for memorializing on and honoring the dead as well. So people in their homes would meet up and then they would travel to the tombs of their ancestors. They would clear the tomb, pay their respects by offering food, fruit and drink and remembering those people who have passed away. So in that respect, there's some similarities with the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Um, that tradition of kind of honoring the dead in that um, almost religious way isn't always observed now. It will depend on the beliefs of the particular family. That's really interesting. You said that it's a three-day holiday where ev everyone goes back home to their like their family homes and celebrates. What kind of celebrations do you have? Is there a specific meal that you all take part in? Or so can you give us something about that? Yes, um, so there are particular foods that are associated. I was actually born in the UK. So when I was growing up, I think when I was little, we did have a family party, but later on it became much more of an occasion for the Korean community to get, to get together. So in several towns in the UK, there will be kind of Korean associations and then people will bring a kind of potluck um, range of foods. But the special foods are, there are savoury pancakes called chan. Um, there's a sweet potato noodle dish called japche. And there are steamed cakes made from rice flour called songpyeon. And these are kind of small and moon shaped. Um, they're actually named in one of the um, texts that we teach in the English department at IB. So if you ever um, read Han Kang's The White Book, there's a, a chapter called Moon-Shaped Rice Cake. So keep a look out for them if you're going to study that novel. Um, so it's not only for special foods, there are games as well. In the past, people um, danced in a kind of circular fashion at the moon. And I think it was particularly important I've read for women who in um, kind of historical times, a bit like in Victorian times, were more they were kind of um, confined to the domestic sphere. So having that opportunity to go out and celebrate at night under the moon was very um, a sp much a special occasion. Uh, so yes, yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for showing something about that. And our last kind of question for you today: You said that you grew up in England and you had the the Korean community come together for for this holiday mm -hmm. every year. What does it mean to you personally? Yeah, um, so I think for me personally, at this 
particular point in my life. So before I started at Wellington, I lived in Korea and I worked there for um, just over a decade. So um, during that time, my parents actually were in the UK. So it was a time when I got together with um, friends, my colleagues, and it was also a time when Seoul was really quiet. So Seoul is a mega city with 10 million people. But during Chuseok, most people would go to see their family in other parts of the country. So it'd be unusually quiet. So it was a really lovely time for my own family to go and, for instance, explore the palaces. And it coincided with the turning of the leaves. So it was a really peaceful time to enjoy the beauty of Seoul in a kind of quieter setting. Um, but also it was a time for community and um, yeah, being together with loved ones. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of insight in what um, the Mid Autumn Festival is for people in Korea. All right. So now for my uh, comprehensive guide on uh, mooncakes, in case you're planning on trying a few for this uh, holiday weekend. Just heads up for the, the gym bros and anyone else planning to stay fit. Uh, these are probably the least macro friendly food you can possibly buy. They're very sweet, very oily. And if you want to keep your calories down, then I'd suggest finding an alternative. But with that being said, I do still think that they're worth it. The flavors are amazing. There's a huge range of choices out there. So without further ado, let's get into the different variants that you can expect to find. Starting with the very traditional and arguably quite iconic mooncakes with the sort of shiny brown pastry around the outside, uh, intricate designs at the top. They used to be sort of uh, celebrations and other sort of nice uh, words and you know just stuff like that a bit like a fortune cookie but a bit more positive um, although nowadays brands have resorted to just putting their brand name on it which I find quite disappointing especially because they're quite hard to read so when you figure it out and it just says the name of the mooncake you know it's it's, it's not great uh, but nonetheless, they are very iconic, and they're definitely a very big part of Chinese culture. Traditionally, they are filled with lotus paste, and sometimes with egg yolks. Uh, the egg yolks can be quite polarizing. Uh, some people, I've heard, don't really like it, but generally, I, I think the consensus is that they're quite good. And I definitely encourage you to give them a try, because it's quite an unconventional uh, combination, the sort of oily salted egg yolks and then the sort of lotus paste around it uh other flavors that you might get in a similar sort of uh form in the same same kind of pastry you get uh red bean fillings are, are quite a big one sometimes egg custard uh there's some newer flavors that miss Ma brought up alcohol i personally haven't seen um but yeah so that covers the sort of very iconic brown mooncakes that you often find in uh, Google images when you search up mooncakes. Another type that is a little bit less mainstream but still very much loved, especially in uh, southern areas, well not really southern but sort of uh, regions around Shanghai, Hangzhou, that kind of place, is uh, savory mooncakes and uh, they, they tend to have meat fillings uh, and as the name implies they are savory, they're served hot and they sort of have like a crunchy, crusty sort of pastry around the outside, very uh, sort of uh, strong tasting flavored meat on the inside. Although if you're a vegetarian or vegan, I'm sure there are vegetable ones out there. Uh, I don't know how they taste. I haven't tried them myself. But yeah, give them a go. 
in the sort of southern regions of China, sort of quite down far down south, Southeast Asia, that kind of region, Hong Kong, maybe even Singapore, Malaysia, places like that. Uh, you tend to get uh, iced mooncakes because it's, I, I, I guess, a lot hotter down there and having that much oil and sugar in your system generally isn't very good for hot and uh, humid weather. So they tend to prefer iced mooncakes, which uh, are served very cold. They have a sort of starchy, sticky, sort of soft pastry around the outside that's usually made with sticky rice powder. Um, a bit like sweet dumplings that you might find uh, uh, around Chinese New Year. But inside, they have um, f a variety of fillings, really. All the sort of conventional stuff. Maybe not lotus paste. I don't think lotus. Pa I've ever seen lotus paste in an ice moon cake, but uh, red bean paste, green bean paste, really any kind of sweet, pasty, sugar-heavy thing that they can put inside. Not much savory variants here, but uh, yeah, they're still quite nice. And um, <clears throat> they're personally quite nostalgic for me because they're the one type of mooncake that I've actually tried to make. Uh, I brought back a really tiny one home uh, when I was in year five, and we somehow managed to slice it into four pieces and share it among the family. It wasn't the best mooncake ever, but that does say something about sort of how easy they are to make. They're definitely the easiest to make if you want to try making them. Not that many people, even in China, try making mooncakes, uh, but yeah, it is it is quite a fun project if you have a weekend and a bit of spare time on your hands. So those are the sort of three main types of mooncakes. Um, there's constantly new ones being created. I'm sure if you go on some Chinese internet forums, there's probably a bunch of people inventing weird and wonderful different types of mooncakes. So yeah, feel free to have a look at those as well. if. Uh, for some reason you stumble across them. Now for uh, how you would go about getting your hands on them, because it all sounds very well and good, but then you don't really see them around you here in England. So um, generally, I would say the best plan of action, is, as long as you have people you know in China, is to bring them over from China, because they're very commonly found, and uh, at least in Hong Kong, you can pre-order them quite a while before mid-autumn. I think some of the stores have started selling them two months in advance, which really goes to show how, how popular they are uh, over on the, the other side of the continent. Um, and uh, if you don't have any contacts in China, then uh, you could find them in the Chinese supermarkets in London or any really any other big city that you live near. If you just go to Chinatown, there's probably someone selling them. Although, uh, do keep in mind that uh, over here they tend to be quite overpriced, uh, as is with most uh, Chinese imported goods. Also, I, d I don't know uh, if they'll have them in stock maybe after mid-autumn or if they'll be like... Yeah, I, want, I don't know if they sell quite quickly. Uh, and uh, yeah, so do keep an eye out for that. Try to get in early if, if you can. Otherwise, you'll be stuck at home making your own, which not easy. So that wraps up my comprehensive guide to mooncakes. Hopefully you have a bit of fun trying them. They're not the healthiest thing in the world, but uh, I think the, the flavors and the enjoyment that you get from them really is worth it. So good luck. I hope you like them. So, um, 
Mrs. Ma, what is the origin of the Mid Autumn Festival? So this festival history dates back centuries to ancient China, about three thousand years ago during the Shang Dynasty. Its legend revolves around Chang'e, the Moon Goddess, who is separated from her husband Hou Yi, and Hou Yi is a hero because he shot nine suns from sky.、Um, so the Chang'e, she flew to the moon. Um, and live with a jade rabbit, and people celebrate this story by appreciate the full moon, lighting the lanterns, and sharing mooncakes, symbolizing reunion of family. So tonight, the moon is the roundest, fullest, and the brightest. So, how do Chinese people celebrate the Mid Autumn Festival? So, Chinese people celebrate this festival by returning home for family reunion. This year, particularly, we have normally three days、uh, Mid Autumn Festival, but it's so close to the Chinese National Festival, so people have seven days. So it's like Christmas here. It's a really long holiday, so people will book their flight ticket or train ticket to go home、um, much earlier.、Um, And people, parents normally will clean their houses and decorate the house with colorful lanterns. And of course, we all eating mooncakes.、Uh, mooncakes are des- dessert、uh, pastries, but they are not your ordinary pastries. They are beautifully designed, often with messages of good fortune.、Uh, and inside mooncake, you will find delicious fillings. It can vary from traditional lotus seed paste. To more modern flavors like chocolate, fruit, or even alcohol, so we give mooncakes as a gift to express love and good wishes to family and friends. So, how do you personally celebrate? Do you hang up lanterns and have mooncakes? I don't hang up lantern, but we made lanterns where、uh, during origami、uh, lesson yesterday at Wellington.、Uh, so I made lanterns, but at home we just have a family meal together this weekend. Um, and I w- what I will do first thing this morning is to send、uh, messages to my family and friends through WeChat and send mooncake emojis.、Um, yeah, to 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 wish you best wishes.、Um, and nowadays, I know there are over five hundred million people worldwide celebrating this festival. So it's really becoming a global festival.、Um- Do you personally have a favorite、um, like flavor of mooncake? Personally, I don't like mooncake because it just tastes quite heavy.、Um, but I heard there's、um, ice cream mooncake, so I might try from Starbucks. <laughs> That sounds really nice. Well,、uh, 谢谢马老师 Thank you. 不客气，谢谢 To celebrate the Mid Autumn Festival, we're going to learn a short phrase in Mandarin. Zhongqiu Kuila means Happy Mid Autumn. So let's all say it together. Zhongqiu Kuai Le.